again. We're back with another episode of Pastor Life Podcast from Pinnacle Leadership Associates. I'm David Brown, Pinnacle Associate and Pastor of the Welcome Table in Rock Hill, South Carolina. And I'm Rhonda Blevins, Pinnacle Associate and Pastor of Chapel by the Sea in Clearwater Beach, Florida. And today we continue our Courageous Conversations series with the goal of providing pastors and clergy with some tools in our pastoral tool belts, ways that we might tackle challenging topics in constructive ways in our churches. So today's episode is one of the bonus episodes that we've promised. Now, some of our episodes this season, we're going to dive into some of the challenging social issues of our day. The bonus episodes will introduce listeners to a particular method or model for engaging tough topics or bridging divides between people with kind of disparate viewpoints. Right. So today we've invited a special guest who will talk with us about an organization called Braver Angels. Um, Reverend Beth Head is the acting state coordinator for the Florida chapter of Braver Angels. And I think she's a retired pastor as well, right, Rhonda? Yeah, that's right. She's a retired pastor from the Unity Church tradition. Hmm. And she became familiar with the Braver Angels model when she was a parish minister in the Chicago area. She's going to tell us um, all about that in the interview. Sounds great. Well, let's learn about Braver Angels as one way, one pathway that pastors might foster courageous conversations in their churches and beyond. So Rhonda, you got to be the one who interviewed Reverend Beth Head from Braver Angels. Uh, What do you think we need to know before we dive into the interview? Yeah, so one of the things I would like to communicate is that it it's a nonprofit organization, and a lot of the people that are you know working with and for Braver Angels are actually doing it because they're volunteers. They're not being paid for it. They're doing it because they see a need in our country to to bridge some divides, and so they you know they've committed themselves to training. Uh, they've committed themselves to leading, you know, workshops and they call them debates and kind of leading alliances in local communities. Um, and they're doing that all, uh, many of them are doing it all uh, as volunteers. So I think that's really awesome. So because of that, there aren't hefty fees if you engage the Braver Angels model. The membership fee, the base price for a membership fee is $12 annually. And I just joined, actually, I joined last week. And so that kind of opens you up to attending online workshops or workshops in your community. But I I love that they offer these programs for free. I think that's amazing. Yeah, that's great. And uh, to to have that group of people who are really committed to this process of of calling on our braver angels and actually engaging in some of these debates and facilitating them, I think that's great. So I know you mentioned that Reverend Beth Head is a pastor, former pastor, but is Braver Angels, is it affiliated religiously? No, not to my knowledge. It's a community-based nonprofit organization. Now, I will say, um, after I interviewed Reverend Beth Head, um, I got pretty excited about this and introduced the concept to some people at my own parish, and we decided that we wanted to learn more about Braver Angels, and so some of us have decided to go ahead and be trained, uh, which is completely free. Once you're a member, you can be trained as a moderator. They also have different opportunities for volunteer work, but some from my team at Chapel by the Sea have decided to be trained as moderators, um, and we actually asked Beth Head, the person you're about to hear, 
to have a, a meeting with us to kind of explain our options for how we can proceed and, and kind of grow more familiar with the model and, and see if it's going to work for our church. And the idea is that if we can begin at our church with having some of these courageous conversations and we're trained as moderators, then we can offer that skill set to our larger community through other, you know, partners in the community, maybe through the library or, you know, we're not sure how far it might go. Other churches that we're connected with, we're, you know, sky's the limit. That's great. That's great. I'm excited about that. Just maybe we'll be able to check back in with you, you know, a few weeks down the road, a few months down the road and get an update on how your church is engaging some of these ideas. Yeah, sounds good. Sounds good. I'll let you know. Well, great. Well, let's go ahead and dive into the interview. So uh, here is Rhonda, your interview with Reverend Beth Head from Braver Angels. Well, we welcome to the podcast today, Reverend Beth Head. Uh, Beth is a retired pastor from the Unity Tradition, and she lives in Melbourne, Florida, not too far from where I am in Clearwater Beach. Uh, Beth is the current acting state coordinator for Braver Angels for the state of Florida, and I'm so thankful that Beth would take time today to join us on the pod and help us pastors know how we might employ the Braver Angels model in our churches to help bridge divides within our congregations and maybe, uh, maybe even beyond our congregations. So Beth, welcome to the podcast today. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here. I'm excited to speak with you and to speak with the people listening to your podcast because I love Braver Angels. Just a little background for me is that after the election in um, the 2016 election uh-huh. at church, I had a very large and vocal part of my community that could not stop talking about how terrible the Republicans were. Oh, And, you know, Melbourne is by an Air Force base. And so people forget that we have retired uh, military in our community. Mm-hmm. And but some of the before I even knew it, some of the rhetoric got so strong and so nasty that we actually lost some of our Republican members. They did not feel like it was safe to be in our church anymore. Mm -hmm. And that was sad for two reasons. One, two of them were our major donors. Uh So that's always sad Yeah, as a minister. (laughs) And secondly, you know, our community a spouse is the value of being loving and accepting. Mm-hmm. And so to be so intolerant inside a loving place, I recognize that our country had to be experiencing that same polarization. Yeah. And I was in a in in Chicago and I I was in a class and somebody showed me an editorial in the New York Times. It was by David Brooks. And it was about braver angels. And he talked about depolarizing our country. Mm -hmm. And so when I heard that, it struck that chord within me that here's something that I could participate in. Braver angels is not political. We try to bring people from both, from all walks of life and from Uh all viewpoints. We try to bring them together and let them learn how to talk to each other and listen respectfully. And so that's how I got involved in Braver Angels. 
So when when you found out about Braver Angels and you're you're a pastor of a church, did you actually then host a program that Braver Angels did inside your congregation? What I did is I contract I contacted the official state coordinator, uh-huh. uh, Paul Whitty, and invited him to come to our church and meet. I told just some of my, um, some of my, fr- I just, I talked about Braver Angels. I read a little clipping about it. And I said, if any of y'all are interested in this, would you meet with me at four o'clock in our hospitality area on this day? And Paul came. And so what we did is we realized that in that workshop, we in that group, one workshop, in our little meeting, we had both we had some reds and we had some blues, and mm-hmm. they were all interested in the same thing. And so we decided that we were going to um, sponsor some workshops in our community. Okay. And um, there's another congregation here, Ascension Catholic, uh-huh. and that Paul was out of that that uh, congregation. And so between the two communities, we started inviting people in our communities. And sometimes it was only the people in our communities. But as we got better known, the, the newspaper picked it up and we began to meet in other churches and in, in civic arenas and and bring people for the wider community. And so then I started telling all my unity minister friends, this is something that you need to bring to your churches. And so many churches, and then what you'll find is that lots of ministers are, are faced with this thing about having these difficult conversations, whether it's around issues of, the political divide, but racial issues, vaccination issues, mm-hmm. COVID issues. Right. Braver Angels has a, a way and a method to help facilitate those conversations. Can you um, maybe say more about what Braver Angels stands for? Uh, I, I was looking on the website and there's some really good language to describe it. And maybe you could maybe even read some of that to us to help us understand more the concept of, of Braver Angels. So we do, we always want to observe the Braver Angel way. We, we, we encourage everyone to state their views freely and fully without fear. We welcome opportunities to engage with those with whom we disagree. Mm-hmm. We treat people who disagree with us with honesty and respect. We s- seek to disagree accurately, avoiding exaggeration and stereotypes. And then we look to find common ground where it exists, and if possible, find a way to work together. And, you know, we believe that all of us have blind spots and none of us are are not worth talking to. We believe that in disagreements, both sides share and learn. And in Braver Angels, neither side is coming to teach the other or give feedback on how to think or say things differently. It's always about how can we understand you better? 
How can we hear about your life story and understand where you're coming from? Our work ethic is citizen leadership. So we have many, many volunteers in Braver Angels. If any of your listeners are interested, braverangels.org, you can go there and and read about us. You can join. It's a whole $12 a year. (laughs) And we have... I don't know if I can afford that on a minister's salary. <laughs> well, you know, that's been one of the one of the things. There are lots of ministers who are members, um, and and be, because ministers know how to organize, they know how to moderate. So you'll find that a lot of whether it's in our debates or our workshop, it's only it's you only know that somebody is a minister if they tell you. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. my email address has. Rev Beth in it. So people recognize that. But what I have found is that I don't go to a meeting that there's not at least one, two or three other ministers and many retired ministers that have taken this up as their as their way of being in service to the community. Yeah. Kind of like you, it sounds like. Kind of like me. <laughs> and, well, um, what's the <clears throat> what would be the goal or the the hoped for outcome, say, let's say I brought braver angels to my church at Chapel by the Sea. What would be the goal of having a braver angels workshop or I guess debate? There are different kind of programs, but I would think a workshop would be the starting place. Well, probably one of the, the most basic workshop is a workshop where we teach um, how to have civil discourse with mm, each other. Yeah. And so that's, that's good for every church because I've not been in a church where there's not politics, <laughs> right. uh, a church politics instead of <laughs> national politics. Yeah. So there's always differences of opinions in churches. And so it helps people learn to, to talk with each other. We have red and blue workshops. We have debates. We also have common ground issue workshops. So say you're congregation has an issue that it's dealing with Um, and for instance we hosted a workshop for a church because they were divided about what they should do about requiring masks or requiring vaccinations as they went back in to meet in person yeah that's that's been common a common theme for churches this past year and a half and so Braver Angels provided a a facilitator. They provided the technical support. They provided everything that's needed. So the only work that the pastor has to do is advertise that it's going to (laughs) happen. Braver Angels will take care of the rest of it. How much would a program like that cost for a church? Free. Is it? That's what I thought. Somebody told me it's free. I bet because it's volunteer led. Is that what keeps? Okay. Yeah. That's wonderful. And, and certainly, um, they're also, in many areas of our country, there are Braver Angel alliances where reds and blues who have come together want to come together and do things together. They go to, they go to farmer's markets and put up booths and talk about Braver Angels. They have picnics. <laughs> they sponsor things for local organizations. Um Braver Angels is just spreading across the country. Very, it, it was a very grassroots, natural thing 
there's I don't think there's a state we're not in. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's that's wonderful. So one of the things that you mentioned, um, kind of when you first started getting into it, when you were a pastor, is, is you started at the local church, but then you joined with another um, church in your community. Um, and so one of the one of the things I would like to explore with my own congregation is not only you know facilitating these courageous conversations within the parish, but then taking that out to the community and helping the community come together. And so how have you seen that done? You, you mentioned the farmers markets and your church kind of offering these community programs. What other examples might you share like that? The, um, the minute you pick up, pick an issue to do something around, you're going to draw people that have interest in that. One of the things that we did is that we uh, approached the Sierra club here in, in, Melbourne, and we approached the League of Women Voters, and together they sponsored a single-issue event on climate change. And so Unity was involved, but, you know, our our involvement was to support our community. Our involvement there was not to promote Unity. Uh Uh-huh, right. And so we always look to see, to find community partners. You know, there are Rotary Clubs, there's the schools, colleges, the debates are another, a whole different venue from workshops. You've not been to a debate until you, that, till you've been to a Braver Angel debate <laughs> because it's totally civil. And each month we've had debates, um, the coming up debate, and I know it will be civil, is on does there need to be a re- another revolution in the United States? Oh my! <laughs> I mean, that's a that's a very hot topic. Ooh. But it will be it will have speakers who who present their sides. There will be people who who speak pro and con, mm-hmm. and it'll all be civil. Now, is this are these debates held on on the website? Are they live like webinars? Um, they are live. And they're held on the web website uh, on Braver Angels. You can register for them. Sometimes we have as many as a thousand people at our, oh, wow. at our debate, and we'll de- they're divided up into different Zoom groups, uh-huh. so that no Zoom group is bigger than two or three hundred people because we want everybody to have a chance to speak. So, if a pastor wanted to learn more, they would go to braverangels.org. What what might be a f- first step, I mean, obviously, besides maybe filling out a form on the Braver Angels website, what would be a first step towards engaging the Braver Angels model in, in the different parishes that the pastors are representing? Well, there there are, each state has a state coordinator, and so they can reach out to the court, the state coordinator. Many times, if they're in a, if they're in a, in an area that's large enough, there might be an alliance that they could reach out to. There are all they have to do is say, we are interested, and somebody will say, how can we help you? Okay. Let us find a workshop that works for your community. I always recommend there's a workshop called Depolarizing Within, and it gives each person the opportunity to see how they personally have some polarizing issues in their hearts. Yeah, I think we all and, do, don't we? <laughs> that we do. Yeah. And and so if you start there, it gives you a place to say, oh, I have some growing room. 
because everything is, I'm not going to say it's, it's, certainly the debates are not scripted, but the workshops are highly organized. Mm -hmm. They are highly, they're, they're well developed. The material is really good. And so you're not, you never have to worry about bringing something into your church and it causing a problem. Mm. We've not had problems. <laughs> yeah, that's one of the th things that we've kind of talked about as you try to bring up some of these difficult conversations and you can open a can of worms. <laughs> I well, don't think any pastor really wants to uh, deal with all the worms once they've been let out. Well, and that's and that's sometimes why it's good to have a neutral moderator or debate leader mm -hmm. leading the discussion because they they are trained at facilitating and directing that and occasionally the worst thing that would happen is that we would shut somebody's mic off yeah if okay. necessary but you know that really hasn't been our experience that we, yeah. we know how to do it we would do it but our experience is is that people who come to this want to be a part of the solution you know, the foundation for all of our activities is that the idea is that we love our country and we want to show concern for our fellow citizens. Hmm. So even when they disagree with us, we want we have concern and our concern means that we listen and we listen. We tell our own truth. We listen to others truth and we are always respectful. Yeah. It's just a great model. Yeah, good. Well, thank you so much for sharing. Um, kind of as a final question, what I like to ask our uh, guests on the pod is what advice or maybe encouragement would you have for pastors out there leading churches in this uh, time and place? Well, I guess my, uh, my, my fallback is pray. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> right. Be close to God. Take care of, do your own self work. Take mm -hmm. care of yourself. Take care of your relationship with God, number one. And number two is I think we're being called to be very flexible. Mm -hmm. I don't believe that church will ever go back to the way it was before. And I think we're called to be leaders in our community to bring forth a better way of life to bring forth the ideas of in my, from my tradition to bring forth the ideas of Jesus, the love and the, and the acceptance, the tolerance. And if we do that, we can make this a better place. Yeah. Yeah. Good word. Thank you so much, Beth. Thanks for coming on the pod today to talk about Braver Angels. And again, if you want to tap into some more information about Braver Angels, it's braverangels.org. Thanks again, Beth. Thank you. Have a great week. Well, that's a wrap for this bonus episode of Pastor Life Podcast from Pinnacle Leadership Associates. Our thanks to Reverend Beth Head for being part of the pod today and for sharing a little bit of her story and her passion and work with Braver Angels today. You can learn more about Braver Angels at braverangels.org. 
And you can learn more about Pastor Life and Pinnacle Leadership Associates at pinlead.com. That's P-I-N-N-L-E-A-D.com. And now it's time for my favorite time of every weekly podcast, where you say something witty and make me laugh. Wait a minute. I had, you're supposed to say something funny. Oh, I got that note wrong. Oh, well. Give me a week, maybe I can.